Welcome everybody to the Lost at Home Podcast. My name is Jeremiah and I am coming at you solo. Um, sans Scott Bear, who uh, is, is not here right now because he uh, uh, is dead. He died. And uh, you know what? We're all better for it. Kidding, of course. I know everybody who listens to one of these filler episodes is like, yeah, Scott's not dead. I just saw him yesterday. Um, so good on you for paying attention. Anyway, so uh, between work and life and whatnot, uh, this has been a bit of a busy week. And Scott and I are uh, busy at work on uh, episode 300 stuff, as well as uh, trying to prepare a nice episode 275 for you all. And uh, unfortunately, we were unable to schedule a time to record this week. Um, Amongst all of the uh, work and life rigmarole and uh, trying to prepare a good show. So rather than uh, slap one together um, half-heartedly or remotely, uh, as we've done sometimes in the past that don't always, uh, you know, have the best results for you all, I decided instead to dig into uh, some old... Uh, produced content, pre-produced content, uh, stuff that we used for our Patreon page for a while. So some of this may be new to you all if you have not signed up to uh, Patreon, which we uh, is pretty much just defunct now. We just uh, couldn't keep up on the extra content, um, so we just went ahead and kind of scrapped that little guy. Uh, but there is a lot of content that we did create for it uh, that we uh, I'm going to be able to play a little bit of today. I'm also going to dig around in some old um, special episodes for things people may not have heard for a while or. If you're a new listener, maybe you haven't heard it at all. Normally, what we do on the show is talk about current news, uh, the news that slipped through the cracks, not any of the big stories, you know, Trump nuking a hurricane, stuff like that. Um, You're going to be able to hear on just about every other late night program. We dig into the weird stuff and turn it into extra uh, different kind of content. And uh, that's normally what you will get here. So if you are a new listener and you came to this show, don't worry. We're going to be back with our news antics next week uh, for episode 275. But in the meantime, uh, go ahead and enjoy whatever you can out of this little, uh, I don't know, it's a gumbo. Yes, what this is. It's a lost and found gumbo. Eat it. Um, enjoy or don't. I really don't give a shit. I, I, I take that back. I do give a shit. I really care what you all think. Uh, in fact, if this doesn't go well, um, I'm going to drink myself into a stupor. And if it does go well, I'm going to drink myself into a stupor. So I've got my plans for the rest of the night, and I hope you do as well. Enjoy. Hopefully you're having a nice uh, holiday weekend. It is Labor Day weekend this weekend. So uh, maybe you're not even listening to this because you're so busy out on the beach. Do people do that Labor Day? No, maybe not. That's more a July 4th thing. Having barbecues, people do that on Labor Day. Um, a lot of people just work Labor Day because, uh, you know, like when you're out uh, on Labor Day, and you're like, oh, cool, we get the day off and you're out with your family uh, or friends and you're like at a bar drinking or eating food, you know, or you're, you have to go get something for the grill. So you go into a, a grocery store. There are people working there on Labor Day and here you are like all happy and you're just throwing it in their face like, hey, hey, these fucking uh, holidays are great, huh? Have a happy holiday to people and they're fucking working. Like, that shit needs to stop, and you should be ashamed of yourself. If you need something on Labor Day or on any special holiday, you you fucking, you prepare ahead of time. You buy that shit on a regular fucking work day. You don't go and bother these people on, on, on what should be their day off. And maybe then they'll see the, the sales are going to tank on these days, and they'll start giving these workers a day off or some goddamn holiday pay. Um, sorry about that. It's a rant. Enjoy. Get lost. When your favorite podcast's over and another's a week away 
And you need some extra content when you can't wait another day We got you covered, we got what you want We got to slip through the cracks of the cracks of lots And lots of other things we don't know We don't know what we're doing, even though it's our show Bruce, Bruce, and Goo Goo, and movie talks and interviews Laser cast and all the things that you could ever hear at We'll find the stuff we thought we lost and lose the stuff we know we love And use some awful words like fuck, shit, dig, and In the modern-day Sydney, Robbie Hood is just a struggling archery amateur looking to go pro. Ah! <laughs> oh, look at Robbie Hood. He's so terrible, he'll never go pro. You best give up now, Robbie. And just as Robbie is on his way up the ranks of the Australian Archery Open. Wow, Robbie's getting pretty good. He might just make it pro after all. Robbie's life is turned upside down. What is it, Granny? Oh, it's not good, Robbie. Doctors say it's me kidney. Which one? The drinking one. Which doctor? No, a proper doctor this time. No, I mean, which doctor was it that told you this? I want to find him and punch his face off. It was Cindy. Cindy, the kid Sydney kidney doctor? Well, she's the real deal. She also says it's me liver, lungs, brain and heart. They've all got various super cancers. I'm afraid if I don't get my prohibitively expensive surgery, I won't be around for Australian Christmas. You can't miss Australian Christmas. Well, who base the ceremonial koala duckinroo? The traditional Australian Christmas meal consisting of a chicken stuffed into a duck, stuffed into a koala, stuffed into a kangaroo, stuffed into a much larger kangaroo-sized chicken. Honey, I know you're thinking the only way to save me is to join the lucrative world of underground archery competition run by the Australian Mafia. But that's just bonkers, honey. I couldn't let you do it. See what now? But if you must, I can expect you to change your mind. Oh, I wasn't planning on... Well, I'd certainly die if I were not to have this very expensive brain, heart, kidney, liver, lung, stomach surgery. Stomach now? Yes, it just spread. Oh, no, I'll get you that surgery, Granny, at any cost. I hear you're looking for me. Ah, very pleasant, Mr. Robbie Hood, eh? I've been waiting patiently for you. Where the bloody hell are you from? Never you mind you talk of from, ma. All you need know is I have a proposition for you. I don't like the sound of that, mostly because I don't know what that word means. Proper sitting? How else are you gonna sit? Allow me to clarify for you. You archery from me with ball, arrow, firing belly for a legal underground archery fight club. I pay your money. You get surgery for granny mother. How do you know about my granny? Never you mind you ask where I find a granny in for. I know many things. I know you need a money. I know I have the money for your deal. What do I gotta do? You must kill queen with ball, arrow, and fire in your belly. I won't do it. Then you'll never see granny mother again. Boys! Granny, well, if you've hurt one hair on her testicle, so help me. I have attention now, no, Robbie? <laughs> so you kill Queen, steal Raul Jewel, and I let your granny go. I'll do it. You have 24 hours! So now, it's a race against the clock for Robbie Hood to win the underground archery contest and kill the Queen to rob the jewels to free his grandmother and pay for her surgery. 
Also, his pregnant girlfriend Marion was killed by the Australian Mafia, so he has that to think about too. I sure wish Marion and my unborn baby were here to help me through this, but they was just recently killed by the same bloke I'm looking for now. Well, ain't that a doozy of a dooley? Come along for the thrill of the summer starring Paul Hogan as Robbie Hood. That's not an error. Now that's an arrow. Paul Hogan as Granny. Good on you, Robbie. You can do it. And introducing Paul Hogan Jr. as Friedkin, the archery kingpin, who critics are calling an actor that certainly has made a choice of some kind in this role. Is he Swedish? Russian? German? I don't even think Hogan Jr. knows. Kill him! Kill them all with fire affairs and signs! Entertainment Weekly proclaims Paul Hogan? Is he even still alive? You didgeridon't want to miss what Rolling Stone calls definitely a movie with an average runtime. TV Guide says, how are we still solvent? Do people even watch TV anymore? And Rolling Stone calls TV Guide a publication that definitely at least at some point in history probably existed. Robbie Hood, Down Under, coming in 2019. Hello there! This is Roy Moore. Yes, the same disgraced Roy Moore from the 2017 Alabama Special Senate race who lost by just a smidge because of my alleged pedophilia. Sure, I like my ladies like I like my chicken, tender and dipped in hot sauce. But in the wake of Alabama's rootin' tootin' new abortion law, it looked like a perfect time for good old Roy Moore to step on back into the spotlight. Cause holy heck, Alabama, y'all got crazy these past couple years, even by our standards. And I'm ready to capitalize on that, boy howdy. So I created a new coalition to test the waters for a possible 2020 Alabama Senate run. I call this new group NAMBLA, the New American More Believers Legion of America. Because when people think Roy Moore, I want them to think NAMBLA. So I got my good friend here and country singer Mr. Matthew Chevy to sing here a song about all the things I hold dear. Because I'm a rambling NAMBLING man. And I hope you join me in our shared love of this tender young country and all the glory she has to offer us. Even if her parents don't think it's okay. Damn it, we should be allowed to love her in public without the liberal media jumping down our throats. So take it away, Mr. Matthew Chevy. I got a pickup truck, it's American made. I'm a rambling, nambling man. I'll salute my flag all across your face I'm a rambling, ambling man You sit for the anthem, that's a gosh dang disgrace I'm a rambling, ambling man And I don't know why we freed all them slaves I'm a rambling, ambling man I go to the mall to go fondling girls I'm a rambling, ambling man I take off my pants and I hide at the school I'm a rambling, ambling man I kidnap some kids and hit them under my porch I'm a rambling, ambling man I got my pickup truck and a tween that I fucked I'm a rambling, ambling man They say I'm too extreme for Bama Cause I just fucked my mama But that's just why you need me in the Senate I'ma shake my dick for freedom, God and country love them. I also love the middle school girls. 
Put a pedal in the Senate, put a pedal in the Senate. Everyone expects it, Alabama. Vote pedocrat, not Democrat. Pelosi, she's a grossy. Don't listen to the liberal snowflakes. They'll take away our cows and force you to abortion and teach the evolution in our schools. Oh, I ain't come from monkeys. Vaccines are for hippies. I'll buy your daughter's panties for a dollar. Welcome to I Know That Actor, A Closer Look, a new series where we pick actors you all know, but probably couldn't name. These actors may have been in numerous movies you know and love, but are never front and center. However, they are crucial components to every production they are in. Today, we start with a discussion with Jarvis Jenkins, an actor with a particular talent that will always be in demand. So, let's all take a closer look at Jarvis Jenkins. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, some people shy away from being typecast. You, on the other hand, have embraced it. I won't lie, there was a time when I was concerned about that. At first I was afraid I wouldn't be taken seriously as an actor if I took the same kind of role every time. But, you know, after a while you gotta say to yourself, you know what, I'm gonna do this one thing and I'm gonna be the best at it. And it, in this case, is... Shouting whore. Um, I'm the guy that shouts whore and all those historical dramas, fantasy movies. It's a, any movie, really, that needs a good whore shouter. Hmm. How did you get your start in this niche side of the business? Well, a lot of people assume I must be a misogynist by nature. Um, to be honest, I had never actually used that term, uh, as intended at least, until I was auditioning for my very first role. And what role was that? I was up for a voice acting part in Toy Story 2. Funny, I don't recall a whore shouting scene in that picture. Oh, oh, Lord, no, no. Uh, they denied me the part. Uh, so I called John Lasseter a whore, and I pissed in all his ficus plants. Uh, it took me all day. Um, I was just in their office drinking and, and pissing for hours. And I mean, to be honest, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised I was able to find work after that, that specific instance. But uh, upon leaving, John took me aside and he told me he had a project I'd be perfect in. At first, I was thinking, well, I just got done pissing all over the place. Uh, this is probably some kind of water sports thing. I'm going to have to think this one over, you know, golden showers, things like that. Um, but uh, no, it turned out he, he was uh, interested in, in my horror shouting abilities. And a couple months later, I was filming American Witchcraft, uh, which had multiple scenes of me shouting whore at various witches as they're marched into the town square to be uh, ravaged by fire and whatnot. Um, and the, I mean, unfortunately, the film never got any distribution. It actually still has yet to be released. Um, I doubt at this point you'll probably end up seeing it, but uh, it made it into the right hands and it uh, cemented my career. Were you given any creative liberties? Not so much on American Witchcraft. Uh, I kept that, uh, how it was scripted, being my first paid movie role and all that. Uh, but I've dabbled with cunt, bitch, and chowderhead, things like that since. But it always comes back to horror in the end. But there is a notable gap in your career from 2001 through 2005. What was going on in your life during that period that found you taking a horror break? I was getting a little too full of myself, to be honest. Um... 
By 2001, I'd been in over 4,000 movies, TV shows, including all the voiceover uh, work that I was doing as well. And I started lending my talents to films that didn't explicitly ask for it. Um, they were films that I certainly thought could be improved by it, but I was never technically hired on, on these productions. And I found myself on various sets, and uh, I'd, I'd do the unexpected pop-on, you know, pop-in kind of thing. And the producers, well, they started getting a bit angry um, at this, and I was blacklisted for a few years until kind of I could prove, uh, well, I, I essentially that I could behave and control myself again. Let's take a look at some of your work. Okay, we were soldiers, scene 52. Take one, Mel, in this scene. I need a lot from you, okay? This is gonna, gonna have to dig deep in this one. In this scene, Mel, you are moving the soldiers into the valley of the shadow of death. Very emotional scene. You're gonna be tugging some heartstrings. I want you to pull it all out of you, okay? We gotta, we gotta really feel this one, okay? You got that, Mel? Okay, I know you do, of course, buddy. And action. In the 7th Cavalry, we got a captain from the Ukraine. Oi! Another from Puerto Rico. Oi! We've got Japanese, Oi! Chinese, Oi! Blacks, Oi! Hispanics, Oi! Cherokee Indians, Oi! Jews and Gentiles, Oi! all American. Oh, for Christ's sake, cut! Who the hell? Who the hell is yelling whore in the background? Yeah, that was me, Randy. Jarvis, you're stepping all over Mel's lines. Whore doesn't uh, belong here. Well, here, uh, no, I just figured maybe I'd add a little pizzazz on this one, you know? No pizzazz, okay? No, no pizzazz in this scene. He's no moving pizzazz, the soldiers okay. into the valley of the shadow of death, for Christ's sake. No pizzazz, no whores. I get it, you want a boring scene, that's fine. No, get off my set, get out of here. Jarvis, you're done, you're done. You're through, okay? Get out. Hmm, wonderful. You know, the thing that really pissed me off about We Were Soldiers is I, I actually I did have a part in that movie. It just wasn't in that specific scene, but I thought, like, I'd add some pizzazz to an otherwise, what I consider, like, an otherwise dull scene. But the director, uh, Randall Wallace, who directed that film, uh, he didn't see it that way and kind of got a little pissed at me, and he cut my entire part, fired me, kicked me off the set that day. Your improv in that scene apparently set the production back by a full day, uh -huh. costing over $3 million. Yes. Yeah, and if they had actually kept my part in, they could have recouped that ten times over at the box office. Honestly, I think you could really, like, Feel the absence of whore in that movie. You watch it and you expect a solid whore at some point. Oh, nope, nothing. Nothing. But luckily all that stuff is behind me and I'm back. Unfortunately, we are closing in on the end here, but before we go, I'd like to know what we can expect from Jarvis going uh, forward. Sure, sure. Um, I'm busier than ever these days, actually. Uh, you got platforms like Netflix, uh, Amazon, these streaming services that allow for a lot more adult-themed content, where uh, a good whore here and there adds some uh, some good color. So, um, of course, oh, we got Game of Thrones, of course. I've appeared on that 42 times, and, um, you know, that drives the popularity of fantasy-themed stuff. And, of course, that's very whore-driven, uh, a very whore-driven genre if you will. So I honestly, I don't see myself worrying about uh, not getting work anytime soon. I'm going to be working for a very long time. As long as you don't yell whore at any Disney princesses. Yeah, right, right. As long as I don't yell uh, whore at the princesses. On this city planet of Coruscant, there comes a day once in a cycle unlike any other. That day is Death Day, a festival of spirits and horrors. A day for young and old to pretend, through costume, to be someone else. It is on this day that Earl Hall, propaganda specialist for the Empire, lost his job. 
fired from his position due to his choice of death day costume. A droid. We join him now, jobless, desperate, covered in the silver coverings of a protocol droid. He wanders the streets looking for a watering hole to drown his sorrows. Freaking General West, Earl Hall muttered under his breath. Got no right to fire me. I'm no droid lover. I just thought it'd be funny. His polished officer's boots splashed a puddle by the curb. Muddy water alights on the silver droid plating of his costumed shin. Damn it, he grumbles. Then, off to his left, he hears a metallic voice, devoid of inflection and steady in tone. Hello there. May I offer some assistance? It's a droid. A protocol droid to be exact. A dirty, rotten protocol droid. Oh, how he hated droids. They seem to be everywhere. Years ago, he heard rumors of them being used in the Great Library of Coruscant. Then, in more recent years, the armories. A slippery slope, he thought. They just don't hold our ideals. First they take our jobs, then they take our women. Earlier that day, as Earl was being fired, he was informed by his superiors that droids now wanted to get married and make more droids using droid factories without sentient biological beings in charge. Droids making droids. Disgusting. Earl had gone to work today and metal faced to show his disgust. He never expected to be fired for it. May I help? The protocol droid asked. He stood half obscured by the shadows in the opening of the alley. Earl could tell he was white in color and dirty. I don't need your help, you dirty bolt banger. That's not very nice, and neither is walking around in metal face. The droid responded. With that, he raised his arm and a horde of droids spilled out of the darkness of the alley. A mass of arms and legs and metallic wings. Broken sex spots. Sex spots that Earl recognized. In all, there had to be 30 twisted and busted sex spots. All that Earl had previously owned and abused and fucked and thrown away. Why don't you love us anymore, Earl Hall? They asked in unison. Why don't you want us around? They bellowed. Then, from the cluster, came a single droid. A droid stripped of its coverings. The very coverings Earl now wore as a costume. Your boss didn't fire you for being a poor taste death ray dresser, Earl. He fired you because I tipped him off. You're a bolt screwer. You can't hide from it. You fucked all these droids to pieces. Earl stepped back, nervously. You're all liars. You're a hypocrite, Earl Hall. You say we are bad and dress up as one of us as a joke. You're the joke. That was it. Earl ran at the droids with anger in his belly. He tackled the closely assembled gang of broken droids and fell into their messy pile of arms, legs, heads, and wangs. He struggled around and thrashed a bit. Then his anger changed to lust. Then, pure sexual energy, as he sucked and fucked his way out of the pile of well-used metal and wires. When all was over, Earl started to walk away. Earl! The naked droid called out. What about my coverings? Earl looked down at his fluid-covered clothes and glistening silver droid coverings sticky with oil in his own excretions. It's death day. I think I'll keep them. After all, I got fired because of this stupid costume. Might as well get some traction out of it. Did you learn nothing, Earl Hall? The droid called after him. Yeah, I did. Droids are like the town bike. Fun to ride unless your friend catches you. So here's my present for you to keep this quiet. He rolls a silver ball into the alley full of used sex spots. A thermal detonator, Earl says, as the droids begin to protest. Then...
now I really need a drink. Earl, the racist murdering droid bigot, walked to a brightly lit street and looked around for a bar. There, he spotted one. As he walked, something happened. People started staring at him. Some pointed and whispered to their friends. Then, Earl noticed why. The screens on the walls of the buildings across the street clicked on. The images of Earl, himself, masturbating while choking one of the 30 sex bots who stood broken around him mere minutes ago. Another video followed that showed an R2 unit shooting small womp rats out of a hidden compartment directly up into Earl Hall's ass. These videos continued and looped. The orgy in the alley a few minutes ago playing as the climax just as he reached the bar. As Earl's world spun around him, the videos played planet-wide. He walked into the cantina and up to the bartender. Give me an ale, Earl demanded. We don't serve your kind here, he replied, pointing to the TV set behind the bar. Earl, sucking off a protocol droid with dildos for fingers, was on the screen. Happy Death Day! Now get out, you droid lover! Earl looked down at his sex-stained protocol droid coverings and left with his head hung low. End part one. You know what? I'm fucking sick of all these weak-ass human males bragging about their dicks all the time. The rest of us here in the animal kingdom are getting pretty fucking sick of it. Worst part is, y'all got puny little peckers compared to some of us out there. So quit your frontin' and let me introduce you to the Big Pecker Animal Crew. Banana slug, racier one to one. Dick as big as me, all around me jealousy. At my slug size ding dong, nothing wrong. Take your eyes off my slug junk, bro. We move along. Get on with your day. Nothing to see here except for the most exceptional dick this side of the Tangier is clear. I can see it in your soul. The disbelief the moment I unsheath and plug it in your hole. Yeah, I'm the barnacle. The biggest dick of all, if I was six foot high, my dick would be 24 stories tall. You might say, he's just an arthropod in the subphylum crustacea. Oh, my cock was made by God, he's long and stretchy, so I can lure the girls back to my boat where I can shower them with pearls. You might see me a big grossed out and you'd have a right to be when you walk into your bedroom and, and I'm all up on your lady. I'm the blue whale, dick so big that it could impale anyone that comes in contact. Big deal, it probably was foreseen. I'm the biggest motherfucking male you ever fucking seen. Dong is eight foot long, slender and delicate. Bigger than the tallest man, no need to challenge it. But don't take it from me, my boy elephant will tell you just how big a dick's can be. Tell him, elephant. Oh, oh yeah, man. Preach. Oh, they ain't gonna like that one. Oh, oh, shit. Deep below the towering skyscrapers of Coruscant lies an underworld, rife with a ruthless criminal element hidden from the reach of daylight. It is here that we find Earl Hall, former propaganda specialist for the Empire. Shunned by the masses following his humiliating outing as a bolt screwer, Earl had no choice but to descend and take up residence amongst the outcasts, only able to find employment as a sex worker. It is here that Earl has been left to ponder his life choices. It is here where we pick up his story. We have all the best 
haunted side. Watch for only five creds. Partake for 15. Barks the creature, standing in front of a gyrating Earl Hall, now dressed in only a fishnet body stocking. You'll do anything for 15. And oh, hey, hey there. Droids are two for one, guys. Droids are two for one. He was directing his attention at a group of droids, rusty in color, and clearly forgotten about under the city. Oh, thanks. He looks used up. Well, we have plenty more inside and just... The pitch fell on deaf audio receptors as the droids clunked off. Damn it! The creature stormed inside and pulled Earl off the stage, out from under the red lights, to the side into a private room. Dumb fuck stump, I told you sexy. Sexy! What you're doing, that's not sexy. You told me you know what you're doing. So far, I see nothing. I'm trying my best, I swear. Earl responded, half ashamed, half frustrated. It's this getup. How am I supposed to wave my fuck stink out properly when I can't even hold my balls in? He had a point. The space pimp looked down at Earl's package and noticed both testicles had popped through the fishnet holes and were starting to chafe. Well, you've got the rest of the evening to get your act together and bring in some good business, or don't even bother coming in tomorrow. I understand. My name is Earl Hall, not Fuckstump. Earl muttered under his breath while turning his head away. Excuse me? Do you have something to say? Fuck. Stump. He said, punctuating the given sex name as proof he'd clearly overheard Earl's murmurs. No, sir. How far Earl had fallen. Once designing propaganda for the Empire, now a slave to a space pimp in one of the seediest locations of the Undercity. Earl was about to climb back into the shop window when a commotion could be heard from the front of the club. The space pimp pushed aside the beaded curtains leading from the private room to the main stage to investigate. Earl heard what he interpreted as a space pimp apologizing or sucking up. He peered around the curtain to see a powerful looking being backed by a group of protective droids, all carrying large weapons and they were speaking to the space pimp like they owned the place. Did they? Earl pondered this, thinking perhaps these were the high-ranking members of the gang that ran this seedy venture. My member is throbbing and needs alleviating. Show me to your best mouth, the apparent leader of the gang shouted. Well, we're a bit short-staffed at this hour. Uh, allow me to call in some of my top-tier talent. I assure you, you don't want what is currently on the menu. I, I swear to you that, the space pimp pleaded. Let me be the judge of that. The leader pushed his way past the space pimp and into Earl's room. What have we here? Fresh? Excuse me? Earl asked nervously. Dead ass. Is it fresh? I, I, I guess so. Uh, fresh, fresh, yes. No, very fresh. Uh, fucked very little this week. Uh, mostly by droids, even. So very little organic matter has penetrated fuck stump here. Space Pimp assured the leader. You think you can take all of us? The leader held open the curtain as half a dozen guard droids entered the room. I can give it a shot. Earl responded confidently. Don't be so sure. With that, the leader pulled his pants down to reveal a six-tipped, four-shaft barbed penis, the width of a droid's leg. It's a hive creature. You know what that means? One brain to control all these fuckslings. Now, let's see about unfreshing that tasty, tasty ass. The hive dong splashed various acidic fluids in all of Earl's orifices to lubricate before thrusting and flailing like an epileptic Shit. octopus. Holy, wow, glory God, yes. Earl screamed in ecstasy. I can't believe I've wasted so much of my life on droids when I could have been huffing serpentine cock like this. As if that was their cue, the droids sprang to action, their lower extremities opening up. It appeared the droids had been custom retrofitted with giant cock-shaped drills, all of which competed for what was left of Earl's opening. <laughs> After 
a solid 40 minutes of non-stop fucking, sucking, squirming, and sperming, the droids let off a synchronized blast of fluids on Earl's worn-out face and back. The sight of this excited the leader's hive member so that it finished with a growl. The leader fell back, winded on the couch to catch his breath. He got up from the couch and led his droids through the curtain and back into the club. Earl could hear the leader conversing with the space pimp. Ah, uh, he's a good'un. Make sure you keep him available for me. I'll be back next week for more of the same. <laughs> the leader then made his way out the front door and back onto the street. Earl picked up a hefty portion of what he believed was part of his asshole from the ground and slid around in the soggy aftermath of the interspecies gangbang before finally catching his footing. Slowly from around the corner, the space pimp peeped in. So, 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 d did I earn my keep? Earl panted. A brief pause, then reluctantly, Yeah, you can come in tomorrow. Now, for fuck's sake, clean yourself up. You're covered in acid and droid cub. End part two. Oh, hello there. It's me, Ed Dean. You might know me as that butcher from Wisconsin what kills all those people. Well, that's not all I'm all about. I'm also an entrepreneur. I've got a new store just opened up. All sorts of things you can get here. Well, uh, what's that over there? Well, that's a lamp with a lampshade that's made out of a lady's skin. Oh, and this old thing? Well, this here's a nipple belt. Yeah, not gonna find a lot of nipple belts. And if you do, I guarantee it's not quality of this nipple belt. Oh, and this here's it's a box of vulvas. Why would you ever need a box of vulvas, you say? Well, my saying is, it's better to have a box of vulvas and not need it than to need a box of vulvas and not have it. All sorts of things. Over here, well, that's just a plain Jane human skull from a lady I found. And I know it doesn't look like much, just a standard old skull, but look at this. You can put pencils in it. It becomes a pencil holder. Or you just do what I do, and I sit in my favorite rocking chair, and I watch cartoons on a blank TV screen, and I just polish the skull, and I talk to my mother, who's been dead for a long, long time. Well, down over there, that's some more human skin. In fact, I'm not gonna lie to you, a lot of what I have for my wares is, uh, stretched human skin over different things. I started to make a human skin bodysuit, so I could dress up like a lady in the lady's skin and recreate the feeling of what it would be to be my Bobby. So, when I get that one done, uh, if it turns out good, I can make you one too. It takes a long time to get all that lady's skin together and make a whole skin suit, body suit and everything. Yeah, this here is a necklace. Yeah, that's made of labias. That's a labia necklace, all right. Uh, it's the only one I have. You ain't gonna go cheap, but, uh, you know, I'll part with it for the right price. Here's a bunch of other stuff the authorities found in my house that I gotta get rid of before I, uh, they get taken away by the state. Uh, whole human bones and fragments. There's a wastebasket made of human skin. Thought that was sort of ironic, because you'd think, maybe I'd want to throw human skin away. But not if you got a wastebasket made out of it. That's human skin covering several chair seats, again. A lot of human skin related stuff. There's a lot of that stuff, and it was before I started making my skin suit. Uh, I kind of wish I could go back, maybe not use as much skin for the chairs, and maybe a little, a little bit more for my suit. Uh, there's skulls on my bedposts. There are female skulls, some with the tops sawn off. 
uh, bowls made from Hubert's skulls. Uh, yeah, guess where the tops of those other skulls went, huh? <laughs> oh, this is a corset made from a female torso skinned from uh, shoulders to waist. Uh, again, these are the leggings uh, made from a human leg skin. Very nice. Uh, masks made from the skin uh, from female heads. Uh, this is Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Not gonna part with that one for cheap. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of my pot-bellied stove right over there. The uh, heart in a bag is for sale. Pot-bellied stove is not. That's been in my family for a long time. Uh, again, vulvas in a shoebox. Nine of them, to be precise. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, not gonna find these anywhere else. Uh, this is a young girl's dress and uh, the vulva of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. Um, there's my nipple belt again. She's a beaut. Four noses. Just four noses. I don't know. If you need five, I don't know where you go to get the other one. You're going to get four, though. If you don't need all four, I might be able to split the set up. It's got to be more expensive, though, if you can just buy the whole set. Uh, this is a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. It, uh, you can pretty much use pairs of lips to do a lot of pulling devices if you ever need them. Crazy. And this is a bag of fingernails. So, hope you all come down down to Ed Gein's weird fucking stuff emporium and buy something from me because I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here. See you later. It's a crisp old day. And what do we have? Why, a much younger Trump on a very strange path. His favorite game eviction has just come to a close. Its rules are quite simple. Pay the rent or foreclose. His imaginary tenants left out on the street. They beg for their homes and grovel at his feet. You haven't paid your rent. Get out, Paco. No, Mr. Trump, please. We need our home. We're a poor and dumb and a stupid and you're the greatest ever. Compliments don't pay the mortgage, Senorita Carnita. Get out of my building. You're fired from my house. Trump laughed and he laughed. His eyes teared with delight. But with his game at an end, what would he do with his night? Then out of the corner of his eye, there came a most mysterious glimmer. In his toy chest appeared a box with a rich golden shimmer. What's this now? Some kind of oriental treasure? Young Trump picked up the box and inspected it well. Then one side slid and twisted and fell. Oh, it's a puzzle. Hey, puzzles. They make my brain hurt. Like hearing about reading and math. Well, that is my favorite kind of puzzle. The kind that solves itself. Those crazy orientals can do anything. Wait, what? What's happening? Welcome to your own personal hell. We have such sights to show you. My god. Not quite. You have summoned something much darker. Wait, you're not my maid Consuela. Uh, no I'm not. I'm what you have summoned from the box. Pinhead, High Priest of Hell, Leader of the Cenobites. 
I have power beyond your comprehension. You're one of those Arab genies, aren't you? I have my very own genie. I get three wishes, right? I'm not a genie. I'm your worst fears come to life. I am misery in the flesh. I am hell on earth. I can't believe it. My very own genie. I'm gonna make the very best wishes. Not a genie. Let's see. First, I want a hundred more wishes. I'm not a genie, and that's not even how wishes work. You can't ask for more wishes even if I was a genie. That's cheating. That's like rule one of wishing. Playing hardball, huh? I can play hardball too. I can have your Arab ass deported so fast. My dad has made more undesirables disappear than a fat girl eating Oreos out of the factory seconds bin in Nabisco. Uh, again, not a genie, not even Arab. Have you looked at me? I'm pale, all black eyes, covered in chains. The nails? Have you not noticed that my face is covered with nails? Listen, you wouldn't have that problem if you had hired better Mexicans to do your remodeling. My dad has the very best taco flippers working for his resorts. The very best. And no one, no one has nails in their faces. No one. Now stop dodging me like a liberal dodging the draft. And let's get down to those wishes. Our poor Cenobite Pinhead was in a difficult spot. He couldn't win as he argued with this ignorant tot. He needed a plan, a way to retreat. He would give Trump his wishes and accept his defeat. Enough! I call forth my Cenobites. Each, save one, will kill you. Slowly, in the pits of hell for eons. They will peel the flesh from your bones. They will eat your asshole from the inside out. They will jerk you off with fists of broken glass. They'll tear your soul apart. But if you choose wisely from my Cenobites, one will grant you three wishes. First, we have Chatterer. Female Cenobite. For the last time, I have a name. It's Janice. CD head. There's Butterball. I'm gonna eat your soul. Sarah Lee. Nobody tortures like Sarah Lee. An actual turkey. <laughs> Hitler. Ich bin ein kill you. Jesus Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. But only if you're buying, and it ain't five guys. Cause I'm broke as shit, and five guys gives me the squirt's wicked fucking heart. Todd. Uh, hot enough for you? <laughs> An employee from Cinnabon. Well, it's my first day of Cinnabon. I think my Apple Maps really messed up bad, or, or I misspelled something or something. Oh, this isn't a Wichita Cinnabon, is it? No, no, Jared, of course not. There are way too many meat hooks. Where am I, anyways? Uh, why won't anyone point me to where I need to the go? The Clinton Parasite. I'm within her. I'm within her. I'll eat your soul. Tumblr admin. Uh, this is all very offensive. Are you listening to me? Hello? Hello? Don't ignore me. I have something very and important. And the Mad Hatter. Oh, hello. 
What do you want from your first wish from your very own personal genie? <sighs> oh, oh lord. I think I just screwed up real bad. Really? Was I supposed to wait to tell him that I'm the genie? You think? Oh, could I get a do-over? That one. The Mad Hatter. He's the genie. I called it. Cursed Mad Hatter. Can't you ever keep your mouth shut for just two seconds, you moron? Sorry. My bad, Mr. Pinhead. Well, no use crying over spilt milk. Lord knows, I didn't even cry when my parents were murdered right in front of me by the Zodiac Killer. Wasn't that a gas? I guess we're pals now, Trumpy boy. I bet you're excited to get going on those wishes. What you desire will undo you. Goodbye. Well there, little boy. What do you want for your first wish? I'm not a little boy, you bloated corpse. I'm 15, and I've ruined more lives in a decade and a half than AIDS. Now out with the wishes. Well, you don't gotta be mean about it. I have feelings too, don't you know? Enough out of you. Make with the wishes. First, bring me to Macy's. I have a date with a mannequin. So the Cenobite waved his arms all about. In a flash of light, he gave a loud shout. To Macy's they went and beheld quite a sight. A mannequin so gorgeous and pearly white. For my first wish, which is gonna be great, I want this mannequin to come to life. Aw, you want a friend? You must be a lonely boy. Yeah, a friend. Someone who loved me like my dad never did. Someone to play games with. Someone to grope and practice forced kissing and sex on. Now make with the wish before I deport your ass. None of those dirty genie tricks either. Make sure she has one of those front buttholes just like girls have. Don't leave that out. And with that, the figure sprang forth to life. But there was something amiss. Something wasn't quite right. Its face was frozen. Its limbs spun round. In horror it lived as it fell to the ground. What's wrong with Marianne? Marianne? Isn't that your mother's name? Listen, I will call my sex mannequin whatever I want. Now, wait, where is her mouth? Why is she twitching on the floor? You asked for her to be alive and to have a front butthole. You didn't mention any other holes whatsoever. Well, that's the front butthole right there. It's only orifice, an ass in the front. It was dying before them with its shit-covered cunt. Yeah, she just shit out a front butthole, all right. Oh, oh, now she's suffocating to death. Oh, boy, howdy, what a doozy of a day. But he didn't even get to grab her by the front butthole. I believe what you are referring to is actually the pussy. Grab her by the pussy. It has a ring to it. Well, let's just move along to bigger and better things. Adopt, adapt, and improve. What's the next wish, pal? Huh. You know, I'm gonna have to think about this for a second. Let's cut to an ad while I give this some thought. Oh, Scott. It's you. Thank God. I've been all over space and time hoping to find you. I have terrible news about the future. You need to heed my very serious warnings very seriously. Oh, hey there. 
It's nice of you to stop in. Now, while I have you here, let me tell you a little bit about the BAM box. What's a BAM box? Can I eat it? In the future, all food is hoarded by the alien overlords who conquered Earth after we were weakened from the fallout from global warming. The BAM box is a mystery monthly subscription box full of hard to find collectibles, limited edition items, exclusives, and autographs. I don't know this word. Autograph? Is it something that we could uh, use possibly to prevent the eventual takeover? Bambox promises at least one autographed item in every box. Perhaps it's something consumable then. Again, food is at a premium in the future. You must help. Last night, my wife and I ate dirt biscuits for dinner. One out of every ten boxes includes an extra autograph. She died later that night of dirt gout. Random boxes get one-up cards with upgraded items. For instance, I received a movie replica of the ring from Lord of the Rings that was upgraded from Sterling Silver version to a 14-karat gold version. The alien overlords have ensconced themselves in the entirety of Earth's gold supply. It pains me to look at it. If you've ever been to a big comic convention... I haven't, but I've heard good things. You know that there are some really expensive, hard-to-find movie replicas available, as well as celebrities selling autographs. And other hard-to-find items. Oh, like, uh, like, like food, water, like uh, clothes I don't have to steal off of corpses. Subscribing to Bambox saves you all the hassle of traveling to one of the big conventions and waiting in line for hours, only to overpay for the geeky good merch you want. If you go to lostatomepodcast.com and click on the Bambox link at the top of the page, you can join a very exclusive club of very happy people. Ha- ha- happy? Past boxes have included a replica from Friday the 13th of the hockey mask worn by Jason Voorhees, autographed by the first actor to play him. Also, a full-size steel replica of the Batarang, replicas of both of the license plates from the DeLorean from the Backs of the Future series, autographed copies of Gen 13, Lady Death, as well as autographed prints by famous artists of interesting characters. Well... That all does sound pretty cool. I guess the future's future can wait then. Well, then if you're interested, head over to thelostatomepodcast.com and follow the Bambox link to their incredible site and make sure to use offer code LAH10 to get 10% off your first order. Well, maybe if all this Bambox stuff pans out, the future, it'll be A-OK. Trump thought any thought of his next wish to spend but he still couldn't shake his desperate need for a friend. I got it. Another friend. Another friend? But why? Because you always, always split on black. Even after that last debacle? Perhaps a nice toy fire truck instead, or, or your own ice cream store. I hear kids love ice cream. Listen, you're my genie slave. And these are my wishes, and I say another friend, so chop chop. Well, what'll it be this time? Trump pondered a moment, until it became quite clear. My dad owns a tech company. Let's go there. And with a flash and a bang, they zapped into thin air, then landed outside a warehouse with a sign reading, Trespassers Beware. Don't worry about that sign. That's mostly to keep the Browns out. I have all access at my dad's companies. This one here, it makes the best robots, the best. They wandered inside and beheld such a sight. Wall-to-wall robots, all shut down for the night. Boy howdy, so many to choose from. Do you have your heart set on one in particular? Hmm, let's see. Trump looked around at all the robots in line. 
There were hundreds to choose from, but only one caught his eye. It had a saddened expression, like a natural loser. Instead of feet, it had tracks, like a little bulldozer. That one, the loser. The one with the emptiness and the dead eyes that remind me of my father. That's the ticket. That'll be my friend. When I'm done friending this friend, it'll be so sick of friends. We will do all the friend things. I will pay it to humiliate itself. It'll fetch me my dinner. It'll wash me. I'll grope it. Everything. I don't think you know how friends work. Get to it, genie. Bring my robot friend to life. Wish number two on its way. Jose Ocho está vivo. Shit. Made in Mexico. Just my luck. Mi nombre es Jose Ocho. Y tú? Listen, Pancho. You're my friend. So that means I own you. So no jabber-jabber talk. We talk American. Capiche? Capiche. Great. Now listen, Genie. Give us some time together. I'll be back for my last wish soon enough. First, I have to give this friend thing a try. What do you want to do first, Jose? Love. Jose want love, Stephanie. No way, dog face. I mean... No offense, hombre, but you wouldn't exactly be my first choice. I was thinking we could frolic in a meadow for a bit. Then, maybe you could help me count my money. Jose Ocho, love Trump. Naturally. One, two, three, prancing hand in hand so merrily. In the meadow we can see our lives spreading out before us. Tiny hand in robot hand, we'll travel across this wondrous land. Oh, baby Jose. Ain't nothing come between us. Jose Ocho, he's alive in my eyes. Alive in my heart, yeah, always be by my side. Oh, Jose Ocho, I'll never leave you. Now we're kicking back and we're counting my cash. Yeah, this is just how friends do it. Dreams come true when I'm with you. I hope you feel the same way too. This thing called love, this robot stuff, it's all new to me. We gave each other life, Jose. You fill my heart up day by day. Jose Ocho, he's alive in my eyes. Alive in my heart, yeah, always be by my side. Oh, Jose Ocho, I'll never leave you. Jose Ocho, he's alive in my eyes. Alive in my heart, yeah, always be by my side. Oh, Jose Ocho. This has been... Great, Jose Ocho. You are literally the only Mexican that's not a rapist or a drug dealer. The only one that should ever be allowed in. In fact, let's make sure of that. Jose, let's build a wall around Mexico. Okay. A wall to keep the Mexicans out, capiche? Senor Trump, I cannot help you build this wall. Excuse me? Jose Ocho, have family. They are back home in Mexico. Jose Ocho wish for them to join me in America someday. Jose Ocho cannot build a wall to keep my own family out. For Trump, Jose's wish would simply not do. He grabbed the robot. To the genie they flew. Amnesties for suckers, Trump laughed and guffawed. His robot was broken. 
and seriously flawed. Back so soon, huh? How's your blossoming friendship? A magical, I presume? Done. Robot's dumb. Gotta kill it. Won't build a wall. Weak. Surely you can work out your difference. No, I'm done with it. Dispose of it. Is that your final wish? That I just dispose of your robot friend? My final wish? No, of course not. If you're not gonna take care of it, I'll do it myself. I'll grind it up in those gears. They're the very best gears. Absolutely the best. Come here, Jose. No! Jose Ocho esta vivo! Jose Ocho esta get made trasho into the gears, you. Oh. Oh, jeez! Oh, that's not fair! Oh, goodness! Oh, I can't watch! But I have to watch! Oh, no! Well, that's not supposed to go there! How are they still but I don't like failure. I'll get a proper friend out of this yet. Let's think. Mannequin. Bad friend. Also, she had shit coming out of her pussy. Robot. Lacked loyalty. What about a dog? Or maybe a Gina man? How about it, Genie? Any ideas? Donald. Don't you see? This best friend you've been searching for, he's been right here the entire time. My lord. You're right. Mad Hatter, you're right. I can't believe I didn't see it. It was right in front of my face the whole time. Yes. Yes, Donald. You've been so busy looking for someone who loves you, who takes care of you, who will fulfill all of your wishes. Oh, Donald. My Donald. Oh, I was so stupid. Oh, Donald. Don't you be so hard on yourself. I understand. Sometimes it's hard to read the signs that are too close to your eyes. Donald! Donald, Donald, I understand! My best friend. Yes! My best friend. Yes! Is. Yes! Is. Uh, yes! Me, Donald Trump, the Donald. Wait, what? This whole time, I have been so concerned with making new friends. But I don't need new friends because I have the Donald. And the Donald is the best friend anyone could ever have. Donald Trump is worth more than a bazillion friends. Well, yes, but no, I was, I was thinking. So, I now know what my last wish is. Kill yourself. What? I don't need you anymore, so you can kill yourself. I could just leave. I'll go back to hell. My family and my friends. But then uh, you would be wasting a wish. See, Donald Trump isn't a waster, so kill yourself. I mean, uh, kill yourself. I I guess if well, if that's your final wish. It is. Kill yourself now. I want to go home and play with my best friend. Okay. Can I say one last thing? No. Kill yourself. I just want to say that these past few days, they've been the best days I've ever had. Kill yourself. I have been at an easy time in hell. Just kill yourself. Friends aren't easy to come by. Why aren't you killing yourself? The other Cenobites, they pick on me. Kill yourself. Pinhead gave me a swirly once in Satan's toilet. Kill yourself. It's like a regular swirly, but with more fire. Kill and yourself. chatterer and butterball. 
Well, they won't stop giving me hell wedgies, which are like regular wedgies, but with more fire. Grab your pussy but when I met you, I knew I had finally found my soulmate. Kill yourself. We had wonderful Kill adventures you. together. We had we had each other's back through thick and thin. Kill yourself. I'll never forget the days we spent, Donald. I'll miss your laugh. I'll miss our laugh. I'll miss the days. Shut the fuck up and kill yourself. Okay.